Hey, Vamp. Hello. Hi. Did you miss us? Mm -hmm. I missed us. I Me too. Personally yeah. missed us. Okay, so today we're going to dive in. I've been asked to share a story. I'm going to tell the I'm story. Turn the time over to Sister Jen Blossel. Thank you, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Thank Sorry. you for coming today. So the other day I had a show on Thursday night. And an hour before the show started, I was like inconsolable. It started because someone told me they weren't able to make it to the show because they had budgeted out to spend a certain amount of money. And then my show was too expensive for that. And it really hurt my feelings, I realized. But then all of a sudden, you know when you like start crying and then you realize you're crying about like 30 other things mm -hmm. and then you just like mm -hmm. can't stop crying? Yes. And I had a face mask on too, oh, one yes. of the like the oh, clay so masks. Amazing. Yes. So it just like, uh, just like the tear, you Back could see all the tear streaks. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I was at home at this point. So, okay, it was two hours before the show. It was an hour before I had to be there. And um, then I went back. Okay, so it was my brother. I won't throw him under the bus, but he was going to buy this other dude a ticket instead of my brother being there, and he thought it was smarter for that guy, other person to be there instead of him, and that hurt my feelings. So I'm like, you're my brother. It's more important for my brother to be there. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up telling my brother my feelings, and then my brother was like, I understand, but also, you didn't let people know how important this show is to you. I had no idea this show was important to you. I had no idea all of these things. And as he was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, he's so right. But then it, it just hurt even worse. Then I cried harder because I was like, he's so right. I like didn't realize I didn't do this. I'm doing everything I can. I don't have the bandwidth to like do all the marketing and all the promotion and all of this stuff and I'm trying my hardest and I'm feeling overwhelmed. And thankfully, I had a really quick turnaround time for then seeing, okay, cool, I can change and I can do these things. But that's what we wanted to talk about today is that moment before you have the turnaround time and that moment when you realize what you did wrong and you see the gap between where you want to be and where you are and that pain of feeling like you're doing everything you can or that realization of like what you did wasn't air quotes good enough for what you wanted and so we wanted to talk about how to overcome that gap and to bridge that gap and also the beauty and recognizing because part of it hurt like it immediately hurt but then the turnaround was acknowledging oh I understand now why I'm having this kind of reaction or this response and uh, I can control it and there are things I can do to change the situation. So any other thoughts, guys? I'm like, well, the first thing that comes to my mind um, is I'm listening to this audiobook that my man told me to listen to called Power of Vulnerability and it's by Brene Brown. And... Um, she says that we, as a culture, get so discouraged because we think that if everybody doesn't know what we're doing and we're not making this in huge impact on the world, we're, like, not doing enough. And she calls it, I think she calls it the scarcity... Um, mentality? Yes, the scarcity mentality. Um, and like, it's not enough for us anymore to just like exist and love others and, 
um, pick up our kids from school if we have kids or decide we don't want kids. Like we always feel like we have to we like, to, like broadcast something. Yeah, broadcast something. And it, she's saying like it's a huge, um, a huge part of that is because of like social media where we feel like everybody has to know what we're doing and if. One million people, like one million followers, don't know what we're doing. Then we like haven't made it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think something else that we were talking about too before we started recording was kind of like to to kind of connect what Jen and Ellie are saying. So like Jen's sharing an experience of like where she had this moment of like, hey, this is something that I could have been better at before tonight. Was letting people know how much this means to me. And then I think also our culture also is giving us this expectation of like, you need to tell people what you're doing all the time. But then most of us are like, ah, do I really want to be telling people like these things? And so I think sometimes we get caught up in this complex of like our society's telling us be really good at communicating and being vulnerable and being emotional and also be really good at cutting people out of your life and being independent and do it all yourself and don't reach out for help and don't tell people things are important so to you. many like, contradictions yeah, so it's so just, many. we get 50 or different also, messages yeah. also the idea of be important but not important like importance doesn't matter but then if you don't like it's also this conundrum of there's just these, how like, do you find the balance yeah, so, of so we're constantly in this like crisis and then we have these real moments that come from like family members, friends, like Jen talked to her brother, like for me today, I like realized a goal that I needed to like reset for myself again today when I was just like pondering on life mm -hmm. and reading through a journal and, and part of me was like, whoa, like, uh, and like my birthday's in like two weeks. And so I'm like, I'm going to be like 23 now. Like, why don't I have like a better grasp on this? And so I feel like a third kind of little like I guess the thing that we wanted to focus on, Jane calls it this gap in like your turnaround time where you say, I'm here at point A and I want to get to point B, whether that's better at communication, better at listening, being healthier. For me, mine was like a physical health and then I had like a spiritual health goal mm. or like better at finances, better at grades, whatever it is. And then you're like, oh, like, I'm just so dumb. Like, why can't I get this? I try this over and over and over again. I read all these books. I do all these things. And here I am going at this again. And I feel like a huge thing that, like, the adversary that Satan does is makes us feel guilty for that gap. We say we're at point A. We look at point B as our potential. And God sees that potential. And he's, like, stoked. He's, like, awesome. Like, I'm glad that Ella's doing this again that she's trying this again but i feel like satan he always focuses on separating us from our potential from blessings and self-fulfillment and god so he's like well ella why why are you setting this goal again why aren't you already there or jen well like why didn't you just do this in the first place like you wouldn't feel like this if you could just do this every time but the thing is like if we got from point a to point b on the first try every single time it wouldn't become our identity and who we really are like god doesn't I feel like, I don't know, he just doesn't, I don't know if I'm making sense here, but like he no, doesn't, he doesn't want it to, to be super easy for us to just get from point A to B to C to D because then we're not developing and it's not oh, becoming right. part of our identity because we're just checking things off of a list. And so I guess my most, like this, what I would want people to know the most is like, don't feel guilty 
for having to start again or try at something again because that means that you really want that thing and it is becoming a part of who you are no matter how many times you're trying to do it or you have to remind yourself to do it. And along that same vein, don't try and do that without remembering like God. Like, and yeah. that he's the one who allows us to do that over and over again. Because I think sometimes when we are isolated or we just do feel separated, that we don't have any help, that's when we get discouraged. But what other thoughts do you guys have? Um, I, my, when my little sister was on a mission, she sent me this, like, blog post of this lady. And it was called Satan's Biggest Lie. And um, it was saying how, like, Satan's easiest and biggest lie to us is um, that we're not Christ-like enough. Mm. Um, because oh, I wish I could like pull it up right now, but I think I read this. It was like it? it was like if I do enough, then Christ will help me, or something like that, or like if I'm Christ-like enough, like yeah, then, right, yeah, I need to works. do more or more. This is what it was. It was more equals. Christ, but then they're, they were saying that, like, okay, but no, like, the real equation is um, me plus Christ equals more, instead of, like, me plus more equals Christ. Yeah. So, we just have this mentality of more, um, and I like the visual of like having a point A to a point B because I always have like, okay, I'm here and I need to do this. I need to go um, apply for this scholarship or I need mm -hmm. to go apply for this internship and this and this and this. And then I like never get any of these things done and then because I don't get these things done, then I get discouraged and then I just don't do any of them. Um, and I also want like our listeners, like tell us what you guys do, like what helps you be able to actually get to point B without like being so hard on yourself or, um, yeah, I don't know. And like also, I guess another little portion of, of advice, um, my therapist told me was like, um, when we hold on to something that we want so bad, so tightly, and maybe it's not the right time, or maybe it doesn't happen how we want it to, we become shattered. So to have kind of like a looser hold on it, I guess, like it doesn't, you don't have to like give up on it or let go of it, but just a looser hold of like, when is the timetable that it's supposed to happen? And mm -hmm. can it happen in a different way? Um, so kind of like a mentality change. I think, think that's really good. And I think that kind of goes along with what we were talking about too before. Um, of like, don't wait until something's perfect. Until you start something. Kind of what Ellie just said. Like the me plus more equals Christ. Like that isn't true. Like don't wait until you have more time. Like you're, we'll never have enough time to do all the things in the world. But like if you want to do something, start doing it. Like we just started doing this podcast because we were passionate about it and we wanted to share it. Yeah, obviously doing it a hundred percent right. Like yeah. far from perfect or like even I was telling them like I started like practicing my banjo today. <laughs> I've owned a banjo for a year and this is the first time I've ever practiced it today because I was always like, oh well I'll practice it when like I have people to practice with or like I'll practice it once I've like I always like wrote down all these like other things that I like I, which is like dumb it's playing the banjo yeah, or it's I not, just like, told you guys like thing. I haven't done anything for my wedding in like 
yeah. a week. But then I just half. like and it's like it's okay. Yeah, I like sat down and played today for like half an hour and I felt good. So I think that would be my advice is like they call it like the five minute rule like set a timer for five minutes and just start doing something start like reaching out and making something happen and like don't feel bad if you have to do things five minutes at a time like don't feel like you have to like run a marathon all at once and I think just realize that like there's always going to be like ways of improvement that need to be had but like don't feel guilty for that gap between where you're at and your potential Satan's going to focus on any sort of gap between us and God, but God's mm-hmm. always going blood, to focus yeah. on yeah. us and how Christ fills that gap. That connection, that bridge that Jen was talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think knowing that we have a community. Like, I, I, we love this. We want to have these conversations with you guys so we can feel like we're not alone in this. Like, you're not alone in feeling like you can't get anything done. Yeah. Like we're all here feeling the same way and I think it's also good to know like you can reach out like Jen was so upset in her story about like why don't people understand like why is no one coming to my show like it's my show but then we have like a little bit of like responsibility to be like oh well what do I need to tell people so they understand how I'm feeling or how do what do I need to do to reach out to other people so like I can understand oh maybe I need this person or something else to get to this point B yeah yeah I yeah and like I love so many things that what you're saying for me in this scenario that I shared the turnaround point for me was realizing okay well my brother said hurt but it was right And I can either remain sad about it or I can choose to be grateful that I have a show tonight. The people who are going to come are meant to be there. I pray to have gratitude for this scenario, decide to be grateful, decide to give it my all regardless of anything. And that night I did the best I've ever done at letting people, yeah, like performing was great, but also like marketing myself, letting people know about what I'm selling, having people sign up, signing up for a street team. I've never done that before. What's a street team? Exactly. A street team is just people on the ground who are stoked about you and are wanting to help you out when you have a next show to plaster the town with posters to tell their friends about it to harass people about selling tickets like these are things that like oh I've been meaning quote-unquote to do this but it finally is that analogy of like when it hurts enough you'll get off the nail it's like this dog that sits on a nail and the dog's crying and someone's like why aren't you helping the dog and it's like well he'll get up once it hurts enough and I feel like for me it was like that same analogy like wow it finally hurt me enough and then I realized I didn't let people know that this show wasn't was important to me I didn't pull out all guns blazing to promote it the way I should because the material is amazing I'm doing incredible things and because I didn't take it seriously no one else did and so the next day I gathered the emails that I got from the night before emailed all the people personally I've never done that either so I think what's really cool about the getting from a to b is sometimes, like, I'll talk about, for example, when I was, like, severely depressed and I'm no longer severely depressed. When you're in A and you're really depressed and you want to get to B, and I was reading all these books and going to all these seminars and doing everything you can, sometimes I think 
at least for me, it was really hard to notice that every step I'm, everything I did was a drop in the bucket, but I didn't realize that the bucket was overflowing until the bucket was overflowing. And everything I did was helping me get out of that depressed state, but it was such a gradual shift. Mm -hmm. So I'd also say there there's different outcomes for the the a to b so my depression was a very slow and steady thing and now i'm out of it because i was proactive that's the other thing is like we recognize the gap and then we're proactive and wanting to make it different and then um the the second option or the second thing was the other night of the show breakdown at a quick turnaround time of okay so what can I do here's a list of things I can do right now and those lists of things made a bigger difference and were faster to like see results if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. but I think what we've all talked about too and Ellie was saying is like the biggest thing is like to enjoy the process and the journey and to not stress about timetable or timeline oh yeah and yeah. to allow the timetable and the timeline to happen the way it needs to and for things to run its course. I feel like that's something I like really believe in now. The more I try and force things, whether it be a relationship to end or a relationship to begin or this to be exactly how I want it, it I'm not happy. And the more I just let things be after I do like what I can. You know, I, any no, thoughts? Totally. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I think that super makes sense and I think... I think what I'm, like, learning from what Jen is saying is that, like, we're closer to who we want to be than we think we are. Like, oh, we already yeah. have everything that we need. Like, Jen already had all the capabilities that she needed to, like, get her street team going and things like that. And I think yeah, sometimes we just put a lot of... part of it. I know. Yeah, I'm like, yo, if you want to be a street team, hey, yeah, um, please. But, like... Hypothetically, like, we all have, like, our street team. We all have all these people who would jump in the chance to, like, help us make things happen. Like, I've been stressed lately with, like, oh, I'm graduating fall semester. Who can I get to help me? I just talked to, like, two people about it, and now I've had, like, a lot of help. And And that's not saying that, like, Jen all of a sudden has, like, all these amazing results. But, like, she is already making, like, significant steps. And that's not to say that, like, I already have, like, a job lined up for after graduation. Yeah. But I think there's so much momentum that's just, like, waiting yeah. to be had. And you just need to, like, put it into motion. Yeah. And I think something that I learned when I went and watched um, who um, the You Are a Badass author. What's her name? You Are a Badass. Who, who wrote that book? Oh, you are a, about us. I thought when you said Jen Sincero. Jen Sincero. My yeah. bad. Okay, when I went and watched her speak, the biggest thing that she said, she's like, everything that you want in your life is already around you. Aww. And so, like, I think that that would probably be, like, our biggest goal for tonight is, like, you want all these things? Like, stop focusing so much on the gap and, like, focus. Like, I love how Jen's, like, I prayed to just, like, be grateful. Like, I think... If your hands are full and you're asking for more, but you're not, like, accepting and, like, taking a hold of, like, what you already have, how can you reach for more? You probably overflow if you're you're just sitting there, hands open. Yeah, like, you have to be grateful and and accept what you have. Don't focus on the gap as much as, like, what you already have and to make things happen. Yes. Y'all, can I share something really fast? Yeah, for sure. What you said just really inspired me. Something that I think is so massive is God will always inspire you with the next step. So we don't have to worry about crossing the whole entire gap 
and we oh, don't have once. to worry about yeah. all the things. It's just God will inspire us for the next step. And I feel like, Ellie, you were sharing, you took a break for wedding planning for a week, but that might have been your next step of you needed to take a break and take care of yourself. I love that. Oh, I love that. And you felt good about that. And then I felt like in my life, when I stopped stressing about all the things and just trust that, like, when I'm asking God to inspire me with the next step, he will. Mm-hmm. And then the Spirit will tell me what I need to do, and I'll act on that. And so I think, like, I feel like the biggest takeaway, ah, guys, I love all this. I is, know, this is God. Yeah, is, like, don't stress about how it'll happen, the timeline of things that will happen, or that you're not there yet. Enjoy the right now. Trust yourself and your instincts and the promptings that come to you. Don't stress if they don't make sense or don't look like whatever. And just know that like God will guide the left foot, then the right foot, then the left foot, then the right foot. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. I think my last thing that I want to say too is like that gap of like where you want to be is not your identity. But what you do about that gap can become a part of your identity. Like you partnering yourself with God. Like that really is becoming who you are. Yeah. But that like, but we have to have those gaps. We can't just do that overnight. Like everyone is going to have that resistance. So realize that like that gap doesn't define you. But And that's, I mean, that's not anything new. You know, the gap or that trial or whatever it is that's in your path doesn't define you but like how you decide to react to it like it really does and like and and taking a break also is a great thing I love that that maybe taking a break from really trying to make something happen and stress maybe that's your next step is just walking away from it for a second um but hopefully you guys have some good takeaways we would love to hear maybe things that discourage you guys when you're trying to pursue something or things that can help you overcome it um, any other thoughts from Ellie and Jen? Um, one more last thing I think um, that Brene Brown says. She says, call shame, shame. So I think it's important that when... I'll use Jen's story at the beginning as an example. So Jen felt poorly um, about people not being able to come to her show. But because of that it put her into like into motion about other things. Um, and so maybe Jen was feeling guilt because when we feel guilt, it's not, I am bad. I am like a hopeless artist. It's, Oh, I could have maybe done something differently, but like I can do it next time. But shame like resonates in us and it becomes like, it eats us away. Um, and I want to talk about actually that and another time, another in one of our podcasts. Let's do it like de- defining shame yeah, and embarrassment. The, di- the difference between shame and guilt. Yeah, yeah it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, so I think that that's good. Call shame, shame. So when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I suck. I suck. I can never get to, I can never bridge this gap. I can't enjoy this journey. Like I suck. I'll never get anywhere. Call shame, shame. Call up your best friend and say, hey, I'm in a lot of shame. Like, can I tell you why? Um, and then when we give light to the shame, mm-hmm. shame can be like mold. Like it likes to grow. Like it gets worse when it's not like exposed or yeah. like, you know. When it's in the dark, it just continues yeah. to just... just fester and become, yeah, just eat us away. So 
yeah, use your resources. Use us. Like, talk to us. Let us know what you guys do to, um, I guess, get out of your shame or to keep feeling motivated in your journey of life. We'll be your street team. What up? Street what team. Up? Yeah, that's what this podcast is going to be called. Street, street team. team. Your street team. Dude. Yeah. Street team. How to find that, like what that is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. Have a good week. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah, yeah.